This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Okay, mm. go on with the story. So we, that happened. So along the way, think about how do we get people to know what really happened? What is this thing that is pushing me to talk about these things? And that is why okay so now that's that's where we're going next yes okay so you decide listen i already have this talent and i think this is another in fact i really love this point that you're bringing because i think one of the ways to do a revolution is to use what you have true so like you now are entering the realm where you understand i have evidence of what happened of what happened in a way that i've used my gift and talent to that that can i can I can do a revolution, photography revolution. Let me call it like that. PR. Hey, I like that. I'm going to peel it. The real version of PR. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jack it and then whatever. <laughs> no, you can have it. Okay, now you can. You, I know you want it. <laughs> anyway, cool. So, enter Picture Mtani. So, Picture Mtani. Uh, so, it was three of us. Uh, so, had the pictures, George Gashara and Karen Wakoli. So, George Gashara runs the nest mm. and have a fund. Yeah. And Karen Wakoli runs Imagine Leaders Foundation, uh, ELF. So actually, so we come together, have the pictures, we talk about the scenes, then Picham Tan is formed, the street exhibition. Mm-hmm. Now it's to raise money. So we go looking for money, and then we got money from the UN. Okay, how do you, I don't want you to run past this thing. This is the first time. How do you raise money? Is it George who, who did that? So I know, in fact, even I know Heva Fund right now, there's an open call. I mm. think maybe if you've caught it. Uh, yeah. uh, but how did you f- get funding at this time? So we had the picture. So we, so there were circles. So we knew. So the UN was calling for applications for reconciliation and healing, all these things. Yes. So we go do a pitch. We show them the pictures, and we, we get funding to do to do six exhibitions. Mm. So we did the one for the Hilton. I think Kenyans, most Kenyans saw the pictures for the first time at, at the Hilton. Yes. Outside, so street exhibition there. Uh, we do that. And explain to people what it meant. You went. You like very layman. You so blew picture, up the photos. So picture Mtani, you yeah. blew up these pictures of the very, very remarkable pictures of the violence. Mm-hmm. The very amputated hands, uh, sh- bodies, uh, IDPs, Kibaki and Rela having tea uh, as people died. All these pictures. And you put them in the streets. But how did you even get the past to put them in the streets? So the country was pretending that those are reconciliation process. Uh-huh. So that meant they're willing to play to the donor's tune. Uh-huh. And the UN was one of our partners. And the UN were, were funding the Krigler, they were funding the Waki. So there's a lot of, so they had to actually say, let's work with these guys, because it's a UN funded reconciliation tour. Okay, yes. So the UNDP actually, it was UNDP. So you're not the one who went to get passes for it's, the streets? actually us. I wasn't, you see, it was only I did a heckling once. Oh. But my name is not notorious. I'm not notorious yet. <laughs> You're not the bunny that we know now. <laughs> yes, people don't hear my name and run away. Okay. <laughs> or see me in trouble. Then you're a photographer. This is a photographer and have this exhibi- we have this exhibition. And actually before we did ours, 
first uh, the go down did Kenya banning mm, yes i remember Kenya banning Kenya banning exhibition so now we decide to do the one for Pichamtani mm. and it was designed differently so Pichamtani there was an exhibition then you had dialogue where you have host, hosted conversations where guys would walk into a tent and they have this discussion about the violence talk about why they did it there's a bit of reconciliation and people addressing their their things or their assumptions assumptions about other tribes like yes uh taboo subjects um the, what is the name of this thing that people say not taboo there's a word i'm looking for the stereotypes mm. tribal stereotypes and the likes and then you had a place for counseling where people offered counseling and all that so when you go through that process when you're living you sign a peace pledge which even Relaudinga signed committing themselves to non-violence because mm. it came to one of our exhibitions so we do this reconciliation tour uh, what's the impact i remember the one at hilton first of all we'll, we'll talk about the other different venues but let's talk about the one at hilton because that is the venue wise was perfect it's, yeah it's bang in the middle of town a lot of traffic from ordinary kenyans yes and, and it was shocking pictures it was 24 hours man whoa people had never seen anything like that ever ever how many days did you do for we were there for like a week yo did the did the cops at one point come to try and kick you out so they did that in other towns okay but let's first talk about the first one so they, no the day they came for to kick us out the first day they came because they didn't know what it was mm. so the police the police were shocked but they found many people and then that day we had invited the american ambassador the undp head so there's a lot of representatives in that place there's a there there's a guy called Ozonia Ojelo who was working for UNDP and he believed in us mm. he never he had never heard about us but he believed in these young people and said give them money to do this what they want, they want to do so they gave us the money to do the exhibition so we did the one in Nairobi Nakuru is the police came and removed the pictures why because it was hot there they said there was pictures that some of the pictures that were there they were inciting the police the citizens against the police because it was pictures of police brutality against citizens mm. so they removed that kericho was like the best town we ever went to kericho people kericho and eldoret actually was the best towns we ever went to people came they talked they opened up they mm. talked about their role in the violence people just shared mm. and then from kericho we went to kisumu kisumu didn't even last a few hours he got kicked out there was a local councilor who came and incited people incited people and said we must leave and he 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 removed us by force what yeah they destroyed our pictures in kisumu they said we have healed go and come back another time we don't need you here he said no because now they said you know if you can see raila with kibaki what is your problem now see you guys go now we don't want to heal we don't care so he got kicked out from kisumu mombasa was great and after that we went to some other 40 small towns in this country we traveled this country preaching peace mm. and now but now here when i travel and i talk to people about peace and reconciliation and this very nice message about kumbaya let's hold hands i'm still seeing the role of bad leadership and the role of politicians in the mess in this country and so i'm i'm becoming radicalized by the exhibitions mm. but now as i become radicalized by traveling this country I'm like but how do I get people who think like me to sit in the same room because remember the people who are coming to my house were my friends mm. they came because they were my friends yeah but now how do I get people who are not my friends to come we do this so so 2010 we do that 2011 
uh, 2012 get a fellowship to go to New York University. Hold on, at this time have you done uh, Heal the Nation? The documentary. Yeah. So so Heal the Nation documentary comes after the end of the exhibition. So the tour you are filming. We are filming. So the tour gave us footage to do a documentary called Heal the Nation. Uh-huh. And it's available on YouTube for and free. Let me even say this is where I meet you properly because we had gotten funding to do Tuvuki peace tour mm. across the nation. So Kanji had asked me I was sort of the head of that of that project. So we're going to go to I think six different country counties um high schools and universities very intentionally mm. please note me a middle class nairobi uh, I'm, I'm, dosi, like, <laughs> i'm living solo i can't dosi anymore my dosi is god <laughs> but anyway um so as part of this tour it's to vuken i have to come up with a creative way on how i'm going to pass this whole message of healing and reconciliation in fact i i i picked for that tour ekodida because ekodida that time had that song um And one, it was, we are one people. Yes, one people. That was part of the songs that was coming mm. up with. Went with Chris Ero, uh, DJ Touch. So, part of the peace tour that we were doing, uh, I remember I asked you, Bonnie, is it okay if I can play your documentary? You're like, play the whole thing. Play yeah. the whole thing. I'm like, serious, that's so cool. So, we would do hype session because it's high schools and I understood that market very well. High schools would do a celebration of thingy, would bring the, the tempo down slow and then we would do, would play your documentary. After we play your documentary, now this is when I understood the gravity of post-election violence. We would then open up for kids to come and talk. My God, it doesn't matter where we went. We went to Meru, we went to Kisumu, we went to Mombasa. Every kid had a story. And it was crazy. You see kids crying, oh me, this person was killed, my uncle died, this, that, the other. I participated, I raped. It became such a crazy thing and of course would end it with that. So, Heal the Nation is a documentary. In fact, here's a clip from, from, from that thing. Nation, yeah. yeah. Constellation violence in the Kumbuka, it was 2008, in Kiyotla 7. And we, since you got to the Shapa Mchongwe, kulikuwa kwenda shule nishida hakuna kwenda shule amkusikutoka mkitoka hivi nasikia bunduki imepea tu huko nje hiyo kitu ni kwamba sana na ilinyeuma kama wananchi wa Kenya sana I was born and brought up in Bono but uh, the clashes and what happened our home was burnt down my uncle was killed my grandmother was killed we had to relocate it was very bad very bad thank you
mimi ilikuwa na mtoto wa wiki mbili na nilikuwa nimefanyiwa operation kati ya hiyo vita nini tubu yangu ikaashana matumbo ikatoka na nje ikashikiliwa na hii ngosi ya juu sikukua nimepona sababu nilianguka mara mingi na hata kurepewa kulikuwako Nilikangrepiwa a gang of eight men but i don't know whether they all raped me nilikuwa faint after some time vile walikuwa naongea walikuwa nataka wakimaliza kunirape wanichome so nika faint along the way maybe they thought I died wakaenda wakanitupa palivyo kwa sewage karibu na sewage niliamka the following day nikaji drug i was in pain nikaji drug mpaka to another nyumba ingine hapo hapo karibu nikapewa maji nikaoga nikamwambia what had happened nikakaa huko for two days alafu nikakuja hospitali kufika hapa hospitali referral nikamwambia lazima nipate abstract ya police ndio ni TB because ilikuwa police case nikatoka referral kuja hapa kwa nini police station kufika hapa ndio sasa ikwa mbaya wakaniambia ti since nisha erase evidence nikitaka kusaidiwa niende nikawatafuta watu wanirape tena ndio nipate evidence otherwise ukimaneno yao quoting what you were saying otherwise always nisaidia na vile wananiona mimi sikai virgin kwa hivyo si ati waliniumiza na most most likely ati lazima nilijienjoy that is what they told me nikapata mimba sasa niko na mtoto 16 months but heal the nation is a documentary that i think every kenyan needs to watch and as, watch. and as you've clearly said it is it's available freely on youtube on youtube in fact to. click in fact put, put your button put your hand up it, and say click here click here heal the nation <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll see it yeah, yeah. so we so or in the comments the link is also in the comments, in the comments yeah. and in the description please go please go watch actually and then you also watch uhadama uh we did uhadama with kiss tv and uh actually it was uh it was what's mukisa kitui's son uh the late may rest in peace and um what's the name of the kiss boss is called who? pq pq patrick wako amazing he did a we did a we did a recorded together called uhadama which i think kenyans should watch um very important about how what happened during the violence now blow by blow account mm. of the violence so as i travel in this country and engage kenyans i'm like I like what I'm hearing and I like this vibe but what about a space where I'm a photographer and I'm crazy about photography but what about a place where we guys can just meet and chill and discuss how to change Kenya like now instead of having people coming to my house a space or a community for artists and activists people who care about their art but they also activists mm. so how do I get to do that So I get a fellowship to go to New York University for a for a summer program to go and do human rights and documented photography. So I go to New York. I go to New York. You didn't need a high school degree. No, bro. <laughs> But it was a summer so I go to New York for 3 months. Uh, it was a Magnum fellowship. I went there studied human rights and documented photography. I come back. Talk tell me hey dude don't just jump over that that's big. What what do you learn? 
So I, I studied, What are some of the lessons that you come up with that you didn't per se know as a photographer? I actually studied actually how to use photography, how I studied about the Nuremberg Nuremberg trials, how they the how actually Holocaust, the uh, Holocaust perpetrators actually tried using photography mm. used as, as evidence and how to use photography for human rights. Something that I've actually been doing, but now I'm studying that in class. Yes. In New York University. I that's the time WikiLeaks were coming out. Mm. So I mean the I mean the US, that's when uh, the the Obama when to see, was in I was in New York in 2011, 2012. Let me tell you right now. 2011 or 2012. <laughs> Am I old? I need to <laughs> anyway, one of the two. So yeah, 2012. Yes. Yeah, so like so so guess what? As now because as we did the tours but now my studio picked mm. so my studio is picking so i'm making money so my studio is doing very well i have a big clientele i i give my wife a car as a birthday gift hey. i buy myself a car the bands mm. <laughs> into that so at a given time this and when i look back i think i think of my foolishness man you know my boy is telling me Plotika market is cost 30,000 you under thou. meter gari meter mbili. So there's a time now my so my my career has blown up as a photographer. I was a pulse photographer but now I'm a good event photographer. Oh dude, in fact stop right there on photography. Let's go back. Yeah. How can you forget the CNN? So I, I went CNN 208. 208 yes. For my mungiki work it blows up. 209 I come in second as a runner up. 2010 I win again. <laughs> So even after post- this is come with a cash price. Yes, like 300,000. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I power opened to 2011. I went to New York 2011, not 2012. Because mm. I remember 2012 I won my biggest prize with that came with 2.5 million shillings as a cash prize. But let's take a step back. <laughs> so you win this year and the first time you win it, it's for the work that you've done for Mongiki. Mongiki. And it comes with money. So I get about I get about they give me they were $2500 a trophy a laptop comes a lot of money so come and does it op- does it come with the opportunities yes yes can suddenly you- now do you become known you know the way before I'm sure you were talking about how photography only had the whites uh, yeah so suddenly, now in- so now bob kioko now sees my name and they have won this thing So he's asking how can I get this guy's contact? He's a Kenyan photographer. He won. We need a Kenyan photographer to shoot Amref work. Nice. So I become an Amref photographer. If I go for in that time, my day rate, that's that's 208. My day rate for normal photography was 30,000 shillings. Yes. A day. A day. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you go for a week job, you come back with good money. Mm. So I'm making money. I'm no longer poor. I'm running away from poverty. I live in a two bedroom house. And now you know foolish people I was foolish so what do you start doing I buy my wife a car as a gift my wife had a red car and then I buy another car I buy a Harrier then I had a Mercedes mm-hmm. so there's a time bro I live in a rented house I have a Mercedes <laughs> I have a Harrier I have a red VW for my wife I was balling man uh, but because you see even when I stood up to protest it didn't affect my career mm. not at all So my career picked. I went on because now I want CNN. So I've won CNN. I quit my job December 2008. But now when I came back from winning CNN which I got to the CNN at 
trophy in July, my name was now wide. Mm. So shooting, those are the days if if Churchill wants a venue to go and shoot pictures, he doesn't know anyone. I'm the one who makes the phone call. Kevin Mulay was uh, Churchill's manager. Mm. Even right now, I look at myself, Kevin Mulay has Kevo Churchill. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Mulay was the one who used to follow Churchill around. Yes. This guy is going to blow up. So I'll call uh, Lillian Towers and say, I want to shoot. And then a good Churchill, I shoot his pictures. It was that guy. I would call if I wanted a presidential suite for a shoot, I would call and get it for free. What? Yeah. I was the guy getting people into those rooms. Hey, I could access any venue I wanted. So my career has blown up. So three cars on the parking lot, still living in a rented house. I was an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and then, but through the tour of the exhibition, uh, this 2010, 2011, I'm like, dude, there's more to life than this. Because I'm still burning with those things. I'm preaching peace and talking about these things, but nothing much is happening. So I decide, I go to New York, come back. When I come back, I had applied for an, a Nieman Fellowship in Harvard. No, which one? Stanford Fellowship. I was shortlisted, but I didn't make it. Mm. So I come back very upset and confused. But when I wrote about what I'll do when I come back from the fellowship, I said I'm going to create a community or a space for people. So when I come back, I want to start a space. And I want to call it the, the space. <laughs> Kenya power. Because <laughs> I was thinking about Kenya and power. Kenyans are very powerful people. <laughs> uh, please. It's true. I don't go to the place Kenya power. Uh, that so name was work. Not <laughs> uh, power, P-A-W-A. Oh, so, you were thinking power. P-E-W-E-R. But power five four is Kenya power. Yeah. No, it's power 254. Excuse me. There's power. What does 254 stands for? Kenya. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, it's a part of my But the original left, because you've created Kenya power. <laughs> That's your power, and then Kenya is a. Oh, talking about power, let's change some power. But it's my die. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. 